Welcome, welcome, welcome to the broadcast today. I know what we're about to say, and it's going to help you. I promise you that. And so you stay tuned. Hey, right now, you got time. Send a text, get on the phone, tell someone what station, tell them to get on this thing, because I'm going to say some things today about you, the great ministry of helps. In fact, I'm holding in my hand a series I did uh, not too long ago, all on the ministry of helps, because every Christian everywhere has been called by God to be in his ministry. The ministry of reconciliation, the ministry of helps are like me, the fivefold ministry. And this is all about the ministry of helps. And you are going to like this. This will zero you in. I, I know it will. This is going to zero you in to what you're called to do and how you can get in your place in this kingdom. I call you blessed today. I'm so excited you're joining me. I love the Bible. I love the army of God. I love church. I don't know if you do or not, but I do. And I can tell you this, it's going to come out of my teaching. It's going to come out of my spirit today to bring you strength. I know it is. And it's going to help you stabilize in the things of God. So uh, as fast as you can, call, write, get on the internet, get this series, The Ministry of Helps, and then get your Bible out and get ready because here I come. Say, I believe believe. everything Everything. that my Bible says, no matter what the devil says, no matter what people say, and no matter what my circumstances say. Today, today, I am a believer. Therefore, I'm a receiver. And I do believe that I will receive. Absolutely everything that God has for me today. In Jesus' name, give the Lord a good hand clap. Isn't it exciting? Thank God for the Bible. We have declared this month to be Ministry of Helps Month. So we've been praying extra. Vicki and I pray all the time, and I know the intercessors do too, but we're praying extra for you. But Ministry Helps of... of uh, you know, this month is still our theme. So I've asked, uh, I don't, I don't hardly ever assign anybody to teach anything here. You know, the other teachers and the other leaders, but I've asked them if they would just concentrate on the ministry of helps, the armor bearer, the heart of helps. And, uh, because of the, the, uh, emphasis that I believe the Lord wanted for this month. So with that, I want, I, I'm going to continue on that today and tonight. Second uh, Corinthians chapter six is my text. Amen. Thank you. Let's go there. Second Corinthians chapter six. Thank God for the ministry of health, because if God would have not put helps in the church, your only duty would be to put up with me. Watch the preacher and say amen. And that's it. There, that might be okay on the days that you like the preacher but, uh, or the days you enjoy what he is saying. But imagine having your own ministry where you can do something for Jesus Christ. Amen. I've always wanted to do something to say thank you to the Lord for rescuing my life. You can't pay the Lord back. You, you don't have enough. How would you ever pay back the one who was tortured for you instead of you. 
and he died for you on purpose instead of you. And he took upon him your judgment. And instead of eternal damnation, he bought and paid for eternal salvation. How would you ever pay that back? The richest, if, if, if we were all the richest people in the world um, and we all pooled our money, the money would be nothing compared to what he's done for you and me. But since I've truly known the Lord, I want to do something to say thank you. And I figure when I do tithe and I do give an offering, that is free will. I'm not forced to do that. The Lord doesn't bill us for our salvation. It's my way to say thank you. I get to do something to say thank you. Put my money where my mouth is. Something I worked hard for, sacrificed for, that I can present it to my Lord and say thank you. But above and beyond the money, the, the treasury is important. The treasury of the church is important. Because how do you reach a multitude of people? You remember, I keep telling you this, but it was Lester, Dr. Lester Sumrall, one of my dad's spiritual preacher fathers. He's in heaven, but he said, if you want to reach a few people, you just need a few dollars. If you want to reach more people, you just need some more dollars. But if you want to reach a boatload of people, you're going to have to have a boatload of money. That's how it works. Television time. You know, you can print, you can print 10 books or you can print 10,000 or 100,000, but it's all got to have money. Right. You can drive four hours or so. It depends on what you're driving and how you drive on a tank of gas and maybe a tank back. But if you want to reach the world, you're going to have to buy a lot of gasoline. I was trying to figure the other day between cars, buses, you know, <laughs> uh, airplanes. How much money has the Lord spent through Mark Barclay or this church just in fuel alone? I wonder how much gas we've bought in the last 35 or I've bought in the last 40 years. Wow. You know, uh, just that alone. And so when you look at that, uh, you say, wow, that's powerful that we can give and say, thank you, Lord. We're doing your, you, you know, we're doing your work and, and you're making it happen. But above and beyond the money, though it's important, is our service to the king of glory. I don't serve God because I'm supposed to. Now, you know, I'm a duty-minded guy. You know that. I'm a former Marine and a Marine leader and Marine instructor. We're duty-minded. Uh, most, uh, uh, most people who have been disciplined, either military, police force, even uh, those of you that came through the Girl Scouts, Boy Scouts, you know, those of you that have, you know, you've gone to some kind of uh, school to learn your career, a good farmer raised you on the farm, you're duty minded. The cows don't wait for you to sleep in until 1030 in the morning. They want to be milked on time or else. And so I am duty minded and I will be that way and show the Lord he can trust me and be faithful to what he's given me without him having to always boot me in the rear, you know. And, and have to be my motivator. I'm going to be self-motivated. I, I love you, but I don't need you to motivate me. I love Vicki. Vicki does not motivate me. She doesn't have to get up before me and make sure I'm going and come on, Mark, you're called to preach. And no, I don't want a motivator. I want the Lord to look at his son 
Mark Barclay and say, he's given this all he's got. He's dependable. He's faithful. And anything I give my son, he'll treat it better than even if it was his own. And I, I pray you got that same spirit, right? I mean, that same heart is on you, I hope. Amen. So when we get to serve, when we have something to do, and we can do it together, put our hand to it. To me, I, I do that because I'm grateful, not just because I'm duty-minded. You know, I do that and say, Lord, thank you that I get to do something. And uh, everything, I just want to, you know, I want to say thanks for the opportunity, Jesus, that I can serve. And it's my way to say thank you back to you. And I tell the Lord all the time, I know You know, I know that uh, I know I can't pay you back, but if I can come out and work on the building, which I do when I can, you know, um, if I can come out and serve or like this, come and teach and help you today, you know, or whatever. I'm grateful for that. Lord, this is my way to say thank you that you took a mess like Mark Barclay and you made a Christian out of him. And I'm going to be grateful about that all the days of my life. And I honestly believe the heart, the heart value of anybody who's a Christian is exactly what I'm saying right now. I kind of, I might be misjudging you, but I kind of am feeling the little heart bounce back from you right now as I stand here before you, that that's your heart too, that you are a grateful Christian and you want to do something to say, thank you, Jesus. Besides, I know, don't these words, thank you, Lord. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. I like saying that, but they just seem so puny to the cross and what he went through for me. And I'm going to make it. No, I'm not. But just a thought. I'm going to make it like a hassle to go to church. I'm going to gripe about it. I'm going to be lazy and do nothing when I get here. And all I got to do is just keep. And so do you. We just keep looking at the cross. Just keep bowing at the foot of that cross and hearing the agony of your Savior and the last sayings on that cross and then say, man, Lord, I can't, there's, I don't have anything valuable. If, if Mark Barclay died for the cause and laid down my life, it is still but a speck of dust compared to the spilt blood of Jesus Christ. Right? So here I want to deal a minute this morning. I am. This is all part of my teaching time about the heart value of being in God's ministry. Now, for some reason, though I still feel like I'm in the ministry of helps, because that's all I'm doing is helping people. Somehow, I've been drafted by God once again in my life to be a leader and make a stand and have a leadership voice. Now, I'm not afraid to do that at all. But my heart isn't to be the voice or the leader or somebody. Oh, no. Oh, no. I'm still just out helping everybody. And so the heart value, even for a guy like me, will say, I'm in the fivefold ministry, you know, according to Ephesians chapter four, verse 11. And uh, I have I walk in and out of two or three different offices there as the Lord assigns me to. But I'm only doing it to help people. And you've heard me say this before, but someone just asked me this again a couple of days ago down in Florida. 
the, the other night in Florida, I got to preach to the chief of police, the mayor, the assistant mayor, the state representative, and every city council member of that city. Amen. And so uh, one of them asked me, we had a little, they had a social gathering in, afterwards, and one of them came up and asked me why, you know, we were looking over your schedule, Dr. Barclay. How do you do this? Now, I got a good answer for how we do this. I said, well, first of all, I'm, I'm just propelled by Jesus Christ. Secondly, how, how do I do this? I have a great church. They don't fight. They don't split. I have a great team. They're not sleeping with each other unless they're married. And uh, we don't have any sin in the camp. I have a great church family. They pay for everything they're supposed to pay for. And I don't have this big financial burden overshadowing me. And we have tools and we have communication tools and we have electronic tools and we have an aircraft and we have and we have and we have. I said, that's how I do all this. And they said, well, why do you do it? I said, because every place I speak, there's a potential for a Mark Barclay setting in that audience that does not know God or doesn't know how to fix his life. And that, my friend, in my opinion, is the heart of the ministry of helps. We've got to keep going to every human being that we possibly can. Can I have an amen? Amen. And that's even on days that you and I feel like, hey, send someone to me, Lord. (laughs) You know, I'd like to get ministered to today. Praise God. We just keep pouring out for that. Well, I know uh, in, in the homiletics, you know, the art of preaching, you're supposed to introduce your topic and then read your verse. Well, today you're getting it midstream, okay? So 2 Corinthians, look with me, please. Uh, uh, chapter 6, verse 1. We then, say we. we. We then, as workers, workers, Together with him, the him there is Jesus Christ, beseech you also that you receive not the grace of God in vain. Now, what on earth does a verse like that mean? Receive not the grace of God in vain. What's that mean? Let's modernize it. Don't receive the grace of God. In vain. What's that mean? It means you were, grace means the gift of heaven. You were graced, not only with a great thing called salvation, but you have inside of you, every one of you, including me, thanks be unto God. Everybody say, I have a gift from heaven. And the, the, the way that you and I can make sure you weren't graced or gifted is another phrase. In vain is to make sure you're using that gift to strengthen people around you and to help reach the lost. The ultimate gift of God is salvation. And therefore, the ultimate gift that we can give to anybody else is salvation. The ministry of reconciliation is for you and me to shine our light and to tell as many people as we can throughout our life about the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Now, you can, there's several ways to do that in the ministry of hells. One, of course, is to just be a witness. Don't live in darkness and sin, and, and then you ruin your witness. How do, you, how, do you, how do you present a Savior to someone you're drinking with? 
or cussing with or pouring with or sleeping with. So you ruin that witness. The, the potential to reach that person's soul is so diminished. It's so polluted and diluted when you don't live up to the lifestyle of a true Christian. But also, you know, we let our light shine. You can do a, you can do like, uh, you know, uh, uh, brother Randy's been telling you, brother sailor, uh, man, I've only known you for 35 years or 40. You can do what Randy's doing, teaching you how to leave a track, present a track. Some people aren't good at talking. You can ask God to make you a better witness. But some people, they're a little, you know, I can't just go up to people, but you can always leave a track to a waitress, to somebody you're working with, somebody you just met, someone that's come by your house to repair something. You know, um, it's amazing. Most people that you give a track to will not wad it up and just sew it in the ground. That most won't. You get you, once in a while, you get a really weird person, but you got to cast a demon out of those people. Then give them a track. Amen. So. It's let our light shine. That's how we help people. Now this said, we then as workers, I like this. That's why I took our school membership class. Every church has members. So you learn the vision. You can plug in and be qualified and be tested and proven. And we we have a membership class, but we call ours workers school. And we got that phrase right out of that verse right there. That one day we were praying and I was helping redesign years ago our membership class. And I was reading that verse as one of our key verses of our church. We're workers together with God. And uh, I, I looked at that and I thought, we just need to name this worker school. Because the idea of membership class, anybody can attend our church. And, and, and sure, you're welcome. Come on. But to be a member, I thought, you know, I don't really need like members because we're not really a club or nothing like that. I need workers. I need people to realize that they're called to work. We are workers together with God. We're not, you know, we're not uh, spectators. We're participators. I remember years ago, Vicki and I at the time lived in California, and there was a, uh, a commercial on TV, and they nicknamed this guy, you know, Lucky Lou, Lucky Lou, because he never did anything. He's just always looking, you know, and they, they, I can't remember the whole commercial, but it was like, you know, don't let Lucky Lou, you know, uh, come to your place. All he's going to do is look. He's not buying anything. He's not doing anything. He's just and then we start we preachers picked up on that and thought, yeah, there's a lot of Lucky Lou's in the church. All they do is look. All I do is watch. Don't be quite this quiet because it'll make me think that you're all looky lose. Or if you're a lady, Louise. Come on. This said we're workers. We're workers together. Not, not, not looky lose. Not spectators that come to watch everybody else. We're workers. This is the heart of the kingdom of God. What can I do, Lord? What can my place be? How can I say thank you? Where do I fit in? What's my contribution? Uh, where, where can I be valuable? Amen. And to find that spot, 
That's something else, man. To find where you fit in this body of Christ and to realize that God has gifted me to do that and that I have proven myself to the, the family, the church family, and I've proven myself, well, first to God, of course, but to the leadership of the church. Now what it says? Study to show yourself approved unto God, a workman who needeth not be ashamed, but knows how to rightly divide the word of truth. A workman, workers, together with God, a workman who needeth not be ashamed. This is our place to do the work of the ministry of Jesus Christ. <laughs> Amen. Elbow someone and say, uh, hey, Lou, I want you to quit being looky. Just tell them, hey, Lou, or Louise, if she's female. Praise the Lord. We're not confused about that around here. We then as workers together with him. Now, I'll bring this to your remembrance. The great prophet Micah, when God spoke through him, God said, I have shown thee, O man, not, not like old compared to young, but O, an emphasis on human. I have shown thee, O man, what is good. And what does the Lord require, require of you? Everybody know where that's at? You should, Mike is sick. And he said, he said three things there. To love mercy, to do justly, and to walk humbly with your God. One of the greatest adjustments you could make, you know, that, that, will, that would cause you to leak. It'll hurt you. And that is to think that we're doing all this for God. Or, or when you're working around here, you're doing it for the pastor. Or you're doing it for church. And then you become a volunteer in your mentality. Well, what do they want? I, I, I did this for them. Well, well, what does pastor want? I already did the following things for the church. But see, there's no real good verse about doing stuff for God. God wants you and me to do stuff with him. With him. He has shown the old man what is good. And what doth the Lord require of thee? But to love mercy. In other words, be merciful to other people. Not just want it when you need it. To do justly. In other words, we don't cheat for someone else and don't ask them to cheat for you. Do justly. And to walk humbly with the Lord your God. We're back to this verse. It says in Corinthians, we are workers together with God. Amen. Now I'm married to Vicki whether she's with me today or not. Right? And, and if she's away, I'm still going to do some things for her. But it's nothing like doing stuff with her when she's present. Bringing that into this great kingdom, the beauty of being a New Testament blood-washed Christian is to, is, is to make this adjustment on this mentality and your thinking. I'm not doing this for God. 
Now, it's okay if we have a slip of the tongue and say, oh, I'm just, what are you doing? I'm, gonna, I'm just doing this for the Lord. I understand that. You do too. But, the, but if you and I can turn that key, and I believe this is one of the keys of the kingdom, and begin to say, no, 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 no. God's with me. I'm doing this with him. This is me and Jesus doing this, or me and Jesus and the team, or me and Jesus and the church family. But I'm not doing this just for the Lord. I'm doing this with the Lord. And that is also, when you say that, you're calling upon his anointing. You know what's cool about doing stuff with Jesus? He'll do stuff with you. Did you know that? The Lord just doesn't want to show up when you come to church. He wants to show up with you at your house. Now, all you husbands, listen to me. You are workers together with God. In your marriage, the Bible says a threefold cord is not easily broken. What's that mean? Well, I can take a piece of a line. I don't know how you want to say it. A piece of string, we'll say. And uh, I can take that and, 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 and maybe break it. Maybe not. But you tie it, you know, to the tractor and tie it to the shrub, we'll say, to pull the shrub out or something. And that line's going to break pretty easy. But if you got a second line, you're twice as strong. If you had a third line, you're three times as strong. Every single day of my life, people ask me, Brother Barclay, what about this? What about that? What do I do about this? How can I fix that? Wow, sometimes they're pretty deep questions. But a lot of people are hurting. Maybe you are. Maybe you're not. A lot of people just don't know. Maybe you do. Maybe you don't. But that's why I put this series together to help you find your ministry. Now, I'm glad if you'll help me do my ministry. I hope you pray for me. In fact, I wish you'd send an offering and help me preach. Uh, It doesn't go in my pocket, you know. I'm not asking you to send me money. Send money to help the ministry do the job of getting this word out like this. But uh, I want to help you find your ministry. And that's why we put this series together. You can call the number right now on the screen. It's not too late, you know, and uh, jump on the web store at our website. Uh, You can email us. You can write us. I want you to get this series. The people will tell you what to do to get this ship to you as fast as we possibly can. Amen. Oh, I hope you enjoyed the broadcast. You know, I'm just working hard. So is my team here to try to bring a good word to you, a life-changing word to do to you, and a stabilizing word. A lot of things are shaky and wishy-washy. We want to help stabilize you and make life a whole lot stronger 
and a whole lot better for you. Thanks for being my friend and partner. Send me a note, send me a gift to preach with, and I'll see you on the next broadcast.